0: Video recordings of this podcast can be found on RaisingEquity.org and RaisingEquity on YouTube. Hey folks, I'm Dr. Kira Banks. And today I want to talk a little bit about the fact that Juneteenth, Juneteenth a coming. <laughs> Juneteenth is just around the corner, almost a month from now. And I'm already seeing some patterns and getting some calls. I just I, I need to do a little bit of a PSA. So first things first, if your organization has done nothing to address the the plight of black folks in your organization has hasn't isn't able to say anything that they've done to make the lives of the black people within your organization more free, more, um, more free of discrimination, maybe more full of some some open time in their lives, just don't, don't, don't celebrate loudly (laughs) because Juneteenth is all about freedom. So if you understand the history of Juneteenth, you know that you have to equate celebrating Juneteenth with freeing Black folks, which takes me to two right? So if you don't know the history of Juneteenth, don't just ask the Black folks in your life. Do your own history. Do your own research. If we know the Emancipation Proclamation was 1863, right? People often say Lincoln freed the slaves. He didn't free the slaves. He freed the slaves in Confederate states. Why? Because strategically, that makes sense to win the war, right? And so he does that with the Emancipation Proclamation. But Juneteenth is known as a holiday now, because on June 19th of 1865, right, the Union Army finally makes it to Galveston, Texas, Galveston, Texas, and says, hey, um, they didn't tell you, but y'all are free, right? And that's Juneteenth, that's why it is a celebration that two years later, these folks finally are free. These black folks are finally free. They were not technically enslaved for over two years, but the systems and structures and individuals around them didn't want to let go of chattel slavery. And so they kept them in bondage for two years extra. Uh, We could probably do the math because it's a little bit over, right? My point being, learn that history for yourself, read about it, know about it, to burden the black person next to you to teach you about Juneteenth is in direct opposition to the, the, what we should be celebrating, the spirit of Juneteenth, that we're celebrating their freedom, but in celebrating their freedom, we're also acknowledging the hold that white supremacy, chattel slavery had on our country and had on the Confederacy. So you don't really get one without the other. So this whole thing about like, oh, we're trying to, we can't tell the sore spots of our history, and and you know we're we're uh, denigrating America if we if we talk about the mistakes that we've made. We really have to do the both and. We don't get to celebrate Juneteenth without also acknowledging the pain, which takes me to my last point. Don't people don't be performative about Juneteenth. Um, that you need to really be able to hold that both and. So if your organization refuses to acknowledge the present day ways in which race shapes experiences or racism, specifically anti-blackness, shapes the experience in your organization, if if folks are denying that that exists and not willing to acknowledge or name how it happens and how it shows up, hush, just don't. don't even, don't even, fix your mouth to celebrate, quote unquote, Juneteenth, right? It might be a holiday now, depending on what state you're in, you might get it off. But as an organization, you need to be very mindful of how you approach the holiday. And this is why some people were, were really frustrated when it became a federal holiday, because they were worried that it would just become performative. And I have seen companies and organizations engage in that behavior as they call for a keynote and you ask, okay, what's happened in the organization that we can at least not just talk about Juneteenth, but also talking talk about what's happening in the organization to, to, you know, in the spirit of Juneteenth, continue to 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 get freedom, to work towards freedom for all the folks in the organization who are from a press group, specifically black folks, and they can't tell me anything. That in some ways can be more offensive than not having a keynote on Juneteenth. So I want to be clear that you should be thoughtful about how you approach the holiday and not be surprised that black people in the organization have questions or frustrations if you haven't approached the holiday with some thought. So what did I say? One, you know, make sure you've done something. And if you haven't, be careful not to be performative and know the history. I hope that's helpful to someone, especially as I'm hearing folks scramble to figure out their Juneteenth programming, figure out what sort of license you have to even do this programming. How can you frame it? Maybe it's even a way to kind of leverage or put some pressure on your organization to announce some initiative or some connection in the community or something that's gonna happen internally for black employees or employees of color. Perhaps that can be a way to leverage some movement by saying, if we're gonna come out and have this statement or have this keynote or have this program, we also should be able to have something to show for it, right? So follow me on social media, Dr. Kira Banks on Instagram and Facebook, Kira Banks on Twitter, and let me know, how are your organizations celebrating Juneteenth? because let's be honest, there were some black folks who didn't even know what Juneteenth was uh, when it was named a federal holiday because it was more of a Southern holiday. So I, I really don't want us to like shame folks if they don't know the history, but if we're going to celebrate it, to do it respectfully, to honor the history of it. So let me know, let me know what you're doing, what your organizations are doing. And thanks for joining me on Raising Equity.